to the Bits and Bibles podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Collins, and this is episode seven, Team Talk. You know, today's conversation is going to be about talking, about communication, about the importance of communication within a team. And I think it's something that you hear echoed in almost every company, in every industry, is a lack of communication, whether it's between people within a department, people within maybe a region, maybe you're talking about people more at the bottom of the chain, talking about people at the top or vice versa, where everybody's constantly going, I just feel there's a lack of communication. And you know, the problem is, is that that lack of communication has effects. It has effects in the ability to get things done productively. It has ability. It, ha, it causes loss in revenue, loss in time. Um, you know, uh, emotional stresses, um, uh, divisions between teams, things like that. You know, communication is such a core part of functioning as humans and functioning together. I mean, without communication, just try to picture a world. It's almost impossible to picture, but try to picture a world without any communication of any kind. You never talk, you never gesture, you never do anything to anyone else. It's completely communicative free. Like, just try, I I just, I can't, or I can, what I picture is is kind of this, everybody just walks around with just no expression on their face at all times to everything. Everything's emotionless, expressionless, everything, good, bad, or otherwise. And, you know, it's important when you have a team to have cohesion, to have uh, coordination to have a cooperative environment and part of that is communication and if we don't have good communication we are not going to see our ministry our nonprofit our business grow in the way we want it to so to start it off I wanted to talk about teamwork teamwork being uh, according to the dic- according to dictionary.com is cooperative or coordinated effort on the part of a group of persons acting together as a team or in the interest of a common cause. Definition two is work done with a team. You know, the interesting part when you start picking apart that a little bit is it says cooperative or coordinated effort. So everybody's trying to get an effort done. They're trying to get an action done. They're trying to reach a goal. And it's on the part of the group, on a group of persons. So the whole thing again is that it's it's an action on the part of a group of people. Now this is the part I think where people fall apart. There's plenty of coordinated actions happening today on the part of groups, but then it says acting together as a team. They may be acting together as a team, but are they really acting uh, cohesively as a team? How often is it that everybody's saying, oh, we wanna make more money, oh, we wanna do things faster, oh, we wanna do things better, but then when you really start getting down the communication of making that happen, everybody has their own idea, everybody starts doing their own thing, everybody starts going their own way. And all of a sudden, that falls apart. You can't have that. You've got to have that common goal, that common cause, that common thing that brings you together. You know, if you're a humanitarian thing, maybe you see some injustice in the world, or maybe you see a uh, some kind of other thing going on that um, that causes people to uh, that's causing people harm or injury or otherwise. And you want to have that cooperative, coordinated piece and you and your team as a whole decide that we want to as a team move forward and work towards this goal so what do you do you form something but the thing is if everybody's not on track with what the goal is if one person says well we're here to build homes and another person says no we're here to dig wells they both could be saying we're here to help people but if they're both thinking different things below that then you're going to start getting pulls in the right direction in the wrong direction where one person says well we need you know we need 
wood and we need nails and we need um, you know concrete for the buildings and the other guy's saying well no we need shovels and we need excavating equipment and we need pipes for the water because there's not a common cause and you need to have that commonality cause you know um, as a Christian you know we were given um, a pretty I well I feel we were given a pretty pretty straightforward set of instructions on how we're supposed to um, on what we were supposed to do with our uh, our goals, and, and it's interesting because I've seen churches get really divided over, like you know, well, what's what's the goal of the church? What's this? What's that? And you know, it's and I mean, churches can have more than one goal, but I think sometimes like there's there's still this underlying goal, um, and it's you know, and it's outlined in the Gospels. And, and to have my little piece of the Bible's bit here for the bits and Bibles, it's going to be that uh, in Mark 16. Uh, 15, he says to them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. Verse 16, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not will be condemned. And he goes on some more here, but there's a point here. He says, Go and do. He said, Here's an action. Here's an action I need you to do. And it's interesting because, you know, when you're when you're starting a nonprofit, when you're starting a ministry, when you're starting a company, you're doing it to fill a need. You might be filling personal needs of like if you start a business, I'm needing to provide for my family, things like that. Uh, a lot of nonprofits, you're probably starting for a humanitarian reason. A lot of even religious organizations, again, for to further the cause of that religion or that doctrine or that denomination, to uh, to help people. You know, how many? I mean, how many nonprofits and ministries have the very blanket statement, "We're here to help people," like? You know, it, it's such a, a used thing. But the whole point is, is that if you're going to do it, you have to do it as one. You know what? I'll pick on churches here for a minute, especially those of you who may not, who may be listening to this that aren't religious. You probably could agree that a church doesn't seem, the church body as a whole, globally, does not seem very cohesive. We all say that we, you know, we follow Jesus, that we obey God, that we read the Bible, whatever. But how, you, how, how we act a lot of times seems very uncohesive. Now the thing is, is that I want to talk today. I'm going to bring it back down a little bit here. Uh, is that we were talking about team communication, and you know, within your ministry, nonprofit, business, etc., you need to have a tool to help you communicate. Uh, some companies do internally with email. Some people do it with uh, some places I've seen even do text and group messaging. Um, you know, things like that. There's all different ways you can, but you need to have a goal. You need to have some collaborative tool. And that's the big part. You need to have something to bring collaboration. So as for example, we use, um, we use uh, reference, or we reference a lot here, the Office 365 suite and the Google Workspace suite. Both of those tools offer collaboration tools. For example, in Office 365, you have Teams and you have SharePoint. On the Google side, you have Chats and Current, and I think actually right now, as a recording this, I heard something about Google's rebranding some of it because it's Google and they like to rebrand things. Um, but uh, I guess Microsoft sometimes goes through that too. But you know, like you, you have to have those tools. Now, there are other ones out there. There's Slack and there's um, other tools out there that you can use. But the goal, the goal is you need to have something collaborative. Now, what do you? When I say collaborative, what do I mean? What are you looking for in a collaboration tool? Um, you know, a couple of the things you might look for are, um, or what are the goals of a collaboration tool, I should say. The goals of a collaboration tool are to enhance team communication. That's the first thing. You need to get your team talking. Uh, the company I currently work for, work for 
it's very important that we all stay on top of things. So we use, um, at our, we are an Office 365 environment, we use Teams a lot. And it's a very important part of our business and it's important to us that we keep up on top of everything and communicate with each other across our different departments to make sure everything's getting done. And thankfully we have a really awesome team that buys into it and everyone helps to keep that. But you know, that's the first goal, enhance team communication. The next thing is to control communication uh, disbursement between employees, teams, and departments. Um, you know, I, there are teams even within the company I work for right now, there are teams that one group of people are on that another isn't, but that's because of the topic it's about. You know, it might have to do with a specific department that another department day-to-day -day doesn't really have to have like a constant feed on. But the thing is, is that we've got, a lot of times how we structure is we've got departments, We've got our company, we've got the departments, and we've got people to people. So we have areas for our entire team to talk, we have areas for those teams to talk just as their team, and then we have areas for people to talk just with each other. The one-to-one -one communication. Or one in a very select group, you know, group chats, where you can pick a very select group of people that maybe you're working on something very specific that might involve more than one person, but not every person from each of the departments those people represent. The next thing you want to have is provide mobile communication as an app. So you know how it's really convenient these days with your phone. You can you can stay on top of things. Both this is both a good and a bad thing, really. But you can stay on top of anything, anywhere, at any time. And healthy dosages can be very good when your company is trying to keep mobile and keep moving and keep things going. That you're you can have somebody who can just pick up their phone, see a message, reply to it get something moving like hey do you approve this yes hey do you know about this yeah do this you know whatever it is they can have that conversation and keep moving um, another piece that's really important that kind of ties into this is provide quick access to commonly used files um, a lot of these like teams and, and Google chats and currents and SharePoint and slack and these other ones all provide file sharing and we're gonna talk about that a little more here but the fact that if you have an area where you can tell your team, hey, this is where you can find that form, hey, here's where you can find that video, here's where you can find that picture, and you have that common place they can go right to, it helps a lot because then they know this is where I go for my information. Now, um, one of the pieces that's kind of interesting is that uh, you can leave history, there's a historical piece to this. Um, you guys might have a conversation about something within your organization and go, hey, three months, six months, a year, whatever, down the road, hey, does anyone remember what we said about that? And then you can have that discussion and talk with your team and go, here's what we found out, here's what we discovered, here's how we're gonna handle it. Instead of having to have that whole other meeting and you can go back and see those conversations you had and know how people needed to handle things. And as new employees come on, it might be handy for them to be able to look back and reference things. You know, in IT, we're constantly referencing things all the time. So to be able to go back and reference something from six months a year ago or more comes in really handy. Now, things you want to look for when you're looking at, and this kind of overlaps with the first section of things, is things to look for when you're looking for a communication app or a communication service or a tool. Is one, multi-platform access. You want it to be able to work with your phones, your tablets, your computers, across all the operating systems, you know, web browser based, you know, the ability that you don't have to have only one way you can get to it. Another thing is third-party integration. There are a lot of different programs and apps out there and the ability to take your communication and collaboration tool, because really these days your communication tools 
are becoming collaboration tools specifically. Because there's a difference between communication. I pick up a phone and I call somebody, that's communication. Collaboration is I'm not only able to communicate with that person, but then I can also share things with them and work things on with them in real time. And that's where a lot of these softwares are headed and a lot of these tools are. Um, so having the ability to link in other tools outside of the ecosphere that's just built by the original software develop software team is great. One-to-one -one selected group and group discussions, as I mentioned, how you structure. You want to have something that it's just not one way that people can communicate. You need to be able to let people communicate in whatever way they need to be able to, whether it's one-on-one, -on -one, selected groups, group discussions, or the entire company. Archiving. This goes back to what I said about history. You want to have that history. Uh, Built-in file sharing. Again, the photos, the videos, the text messages, or the, the messages, the... Um, the uh, proposals, you know, whatever it is, you want to be able to pick up that file, say, here it is, send it to somebody, and then they immediately have access to it anywhere they need to. And this last one's a little bit of an interesting topic, and I want to just talk about it for a moment, which is guest and external access. The, you're probably going to have a point where it's that somebody who may not be directly a part of your organization really could be, really could use being able to be in the conversation. As such, you have that ability. You're granted that access to be able to get them into and let them communicate in some part of your col your collaboration tool without having to give them full company access of an employee. So I think it's very important that you maintain that as well. Now, a couple of good ba best practices I want to recommend for communication tools. One, define clear topics for each group chat room. And you, you know, they've all got different names for what they're called. Microsoft's called Teams, and you know, Google it's called Group Chats. Whatever you call them, you know, in Slack um, channels, I think is what they use. But um, you want to have clear, defined goals for each one of the groups, and then you want to also define who can create new groups. Because if you don't, I've seen it where it just turns everybody's creating their groups, and then suddenly they don't need them, and they just get left there. And suddenly you got ten thousand different groups, and only five of them are being used. You need to moderate content and define rules for what is and isn't allowed, is and is not allowed. You know, at a lot of companies, uh, what's okay at one company may not be okay at the next. What's allowed to be shared at one company may not be allowed to be shared at the next. So you really want to set down good ground rules, not just for documents that pertain to work, but you know what, people are going to post funny videos, or maybe they're not. Maybe you're going to be one of those companies that don't allow that. You see exactly right there is an example of you have to define what's allowed and what's not. And the last thing is who can define define who can link third-party apps. It's important to make sure you set that basis for who can do that because you let those third-party apps in and if those third-party apps are not maintaining their stuff, you can become compromised. Your data can be stolen because their stuff got compromised. So the last part of this, this isn't going to be a super long episode, but the last part is I want to go over a couple, just a couple of statistics to leave you with some things to think about. So this is from um, uh, Plum.org, I think I'm reading this right, or Plum, Pumble, I don't know, dot, uh, dot com, and they had an article on this, and it says, according to a Connected Culture report, 71% of employees who said they were, who said they were more productive feel well connected to their colleagues. Also, employees who regularly communicate with one another are more productive. According to a McKinsey report, and they link this here, and I'll put the article in the, in the notes. Um, Well-connected teams see a productivity increase of 20-25%. That is a substantial amount. Um, another statistic here was that um, 
According to Achievers Report, 52% of employees who say they stay in a job because they feel valued and supported. To create a culture of support, employers must foster effective communication and connection with their employees, which I agree. That's part of why I like the company I work for currently, because we have that. Now let's talk about maybe, here's the one, the cost of a poor communication in the workplace. Um, let's take a look at this part. A study by Economist Intelligence Unit, a study by the Econ Economist Intelligence Unit, further illustrates how poor workplace communication can hurt the success of a workplace. It may result in failure to complete proje projects in 44% of cases, low employee morale in 31% of cases, missed performance goals in 25% of cases, and lost sales in 18% of cases. Now, this is looking a little more at a business, but let's think about that. Those kind of things still affect your nonprofit and your ministry. You still can fail to complete projects. You can still have low morale. You can still miss performance goals, and you can still lose money because you're not communicating. You know, when I think about it, I just, you know, you kind of look at all these things about communication and you just wonder, like, why is it so hard for people? And just for some reason, I've just noticed as people, we have a bad habit of not wanting to communicate, especially when there's conflict. And, you know, it's hard because conflict doesn't feel good. But that's one thing also I want to say is, like, well, it's not easy. It's important to get the hard topics out there. It's important to discuss things. If there's a problem, discuss them. Because if you bury them and don't communicate and don't, have these conversations, you're going to damage your company in the long run, your nonprofit, your company, your ministry in the long run. You have to have these hard discussions, regardless of how much you may like the person, you have to be willing to have these hard discussions. A couple other interesting statistics by, I think it's Halio, it's H A L L A or H A I I L O dot com, is 60% of companies do not have a long term for their internal communication. Only 13% of employees use their intranets on a daily basis. 74% of employees have the feeling that they are missing out on company news. 72% of employees don't have a full understanding of company strategy. Employees' productivity increased by, well, like this one mentioned and the other one, 20 to 25% when they felt connected. Only 23% of executives say their companies are excellent at aligning employee goals with corporate purpose. 62% um, of emails received by employees are not important. You know, think about that. Like, I know some people are like, well, we got email, we can communicate. Do you know how many emails get ignored every day? Like, the whole point of a good collaboration tool is to give it that more personal feel. The work environment of yesterday may have been okay with not having more of a personal feel in the work environment, but more and more these days, you are seeing a trend of people wanting to feel involved in their company, not just that they show up, they work, they go home. As such, you have to be willing and ready to accept and help foster that community. So just take time as you're looking at this to look at these, these communication pieces. And again, this is going to be a little bit quicker episode today, but take a minute to look at this communication aspect of your nonprofit, your ministry, your business, and start asking yourself, where can I do better? I'll see you guys next week. Have a great rest of your day.